Hey everybody, Link here with another episode of the Dayton Poetry Slam podcast. Sorry we've been away for so long, but you know, holidays, everything going on. But you know what, we are back on track and we're going to be trying to keep up with every two weeks as we go along with the laziest podcast on the on the airwaves today. Tonight, we are, or today or this morning, whatever you happen to be listening, we're going back in time to May 15th. 2022 and we're going to finish out that show for you right here reminder all rights are reserved to the poets there it's their work unless otherwise stated copyright 2022 the date poetry slam and uh, all this is a live recording taken from yellow cab tavern 700 east 4th street in downtown Dayton. Check out our website, DaytonPoetrySlam.com, for more information on the show and merchandise. But uh, enough of me talking. Let's get on to the poetry. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for your host for the Poetry Slam portion of the evening. The top dog, the big cheese, ladies and gentlemen, Lincoln Schreiber! Wow, that's it. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Come on, y'all. Give him some more love than that. Give him some more love than that. I have validation issues. Right? Am, am, I, am I in uh, frame on the, on the camera? Am I in frame? Why not, don't put me center frame. Just, can you see me? I mean, I'm hard to miss. I'm, you know... I randomly bust through walls going, oh yeah. You like that one, huh? Actually, the funniest thing is when I worked at Wilberforce um, as a first year instructor, they all said I kept, the, all the students kept telling me I looked like Peter Griffin. And so one, one year for Halloween, I shaved my beard and mustache off and had like green khakis and a white button up shirt and I showed up as Peter Griffin. And it was hilarious, because I went to a Halloween party with my wife later that night. Then my girlfriend, but we went to a Halloween party. Everyone at the Halloween party thought I had just gotten off work. They thought I worked in IT, I just got off work. Every student, one student went, oh my God, Shriver's dressed up as Peter Griffin. They lost their shit. The whole, like, everyone was like, can you do a Peter Griffin impression voice? That's about all I got. Okay. <laughs> so, how many times, how many of you, uh, let's, hold on, let me rewind that, because I'm, I'm a little out of it. I've been doing housework all day, and I was a little on the tired side. So let's try this one on my end again. How the hell are y'all doing tonight? That's not bad, actually. That's not bad. I, I can't, like... Yeah, do more. That's that's pretty damn good. So, it's because you're here. It has nothing to do with the fact that I've had like two slushy amaretto sours already and all of that, huh? What that I'm drunk? I am not drunk actually, but I just I'm actually feeling relaxed. I slept for the first time all week this weekend. It was lovely. I got like under five hours every day this last week until the weekend and then I slept like 10 hours and you know. Ugh. Do you think you were a hummingbird at one point? 
He got the he got the Simpsons joke. So love it. All right. So since this is a new shit slam, to save time throughout the evening, should we get a collective new shit before each round? Yes, that's true. So on three, one, two, three. There we go. Because in theory, everybody's slam piece is new shit. So how many of you have never been to a poetry slam before? Awesome. So a poetry slam is a mock competition started in 1985 in Chicago by a construction worker named Mark Smith. You're the only one that knows that here. All right. So basically, he just wanted everyone else to be able to read poetry and have fun with it. So we have kept that tradition going here at the Dayton Poetry Slam for 22 years. And uh, I know, 22, long-ass time. So we were talking about that on that podcast, like 22 fucking years. What all have we done in 22 years? Well, I've been through two marriages, uh, two kids, um, three careers. So, oh, Lord. Um, Sean, Ted, X, you, Bree. Oh, I can't remember. There was a lady at C-Space that would help me out, and I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I'll have to ask Sean. Sean would know. Um, Cherokee, Devious on occasions, Bill Abbott, of course. On occasions, Lane would. So 10, you know, 10 other hosts here and there, which we are looking for help. If you would like to, if you would like to co-host the Dayton Slam on occasions, Please. The pay is nothing. The benefits are nothing. The memories will last, will last forever. Did Ed Mabry ever co-host? I think Ed like hosted a couple of our grand slams. Um, Vernell Bristow from Columbus hosted a couple of our grand slams back when we would send teams to nationals. So usually because I was in them. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a... That, it's very difficult to host the slam and... And be in the slam. So, yes. poets, here we go. You got three minutes and ten seconds to do a piece of your own creation. No musical accompaniment, no props, no costumes. You, microphone, and talking people! Thank you, I appreciate that. Sorry. <laughs> so... Three minutes, 10 seconds, your piece. You must keep your clothes on. We do have a strict no nudity clause here at the Dayton Poetry Slam. Still our highest liked post on Instagram. So we've got that going. Judges, you are to give a score between zero and 10. Zero and 10. One decimal point, please. I am an English professor. I am not a math professor. I married the accountant for a reason. So because I loved her very much and I wanted to spend my life with her. Exactly. Um, I'm forgetting something. Audience participation. If you hear a score you don't like, what are you going to do? That's, a little, that's okay. The front tables, y'all got it. Gold marks. Nice work. I got gold stars in the backpack. I'll put one on each of your foreheads. If there's a score you love, what are you going to do? Try to keep the rewinds down because we are keeping time. You have three minutes and ten seconds. If you go over that, there is a late penalty. If you go over four minutes, we have snipers with Nerf guns. Let me finish it. With Nerf guns. Huh? With a Nerf gun? You know. 
<laughs> and it's those old school like bow and arrows from the 90s that you know you pull back and, oh and you're lucky if it arrows? goes like two feet and they go like at an angle right yeah so are we ready to start the slam no why not jonathan because before each slam a sacrificial poet takes the stage to allow the judges time to determine how they are going to be keeping a score for the evening also called a calibration poet nice job that's as if we rehearsed it we did in the car on the way here which was odd because we took separate vehicles i know right so your sacrificial poet tonight please give a huge round of applause to me Her soft, supple skin licked the white sheets as she fell onto the bed. The look in her eyes was beyond come hither into come now. All I had to do was say yes. My father was a whore. And I don't mean the man that actually raised me. I mean the person that helped give me life. Seven children between five wives. The only loyalty he's ever shown was the Kroger card in his pocket. Her eyes stared deeply into mine, begging to meet my gaze, the deepest brown ever. Her parting lips went from my neck to entice me even further as she pulled the lapels of my suit jacket towards her. Every major relationship I've ever had ended in the same way. Guys, sing along. You're a really great guy. But after this person is a little bit better for me. Oh, we were exclusive? You're not convenient anymore. I wore my good bra for you, hoping to show you tonight. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot underwear. I promise that you won't regret it. And I have an agreement with my significant other. He's across the country. Please. As I laid her down on soft white sheets that looked the color of her skin, I wondered how much of my father is really here. And I thank God I took after my mother. Write it very big on the, on the pad. Hold it up. Three judges tonight, so cutthroat. Oh, Jonathan, could you go grab some napkins for the judges so they can wipe off the board? Thank you. Wow, nice. Nice. I like you as a judge already. I like that. We're going to have fun. Huh? Hey, I didn't say anything. You just called yourself out. I'm not telling anybody who got what score. I will happen to say that you are allowed to react. Uh, judges, please don't like take that into account. Be true to yourself. Uh, we do have escorts to make sure judges get safely out to their vehicles after the show. It does not mean you're getting laid. I can't help you with that. 
Did you listen to the poem? Your score, or my scores from low to high, we have 0.5. Funny enough, that is not the lowest score I've ever had. I was at the Green Mill in Chicago, the birth of poet, birthplace of Poetry Slam, and I got a negative infinity. I thought you said you were in Greenville. At no, first. the Green Mill okay. Tavern in Chicago, the one of Al Capone's favorite places. I got a negative infinity by a judge who then asked me out to dinner. I'm like, did you just fucking neg me? Like, what the hell? Where'd you go for dinner? Who knows? Um, we got a seven and a ten. Applaud the poet. That score is a 17.5. All right, here we go. I got the order from everybody in the audience, so this is uh, as random as I could get because I was busy doing, like, domestic shit and couldn't get the random number generator working. Well, that was here. When I was at home, I was, you know, mowing, mowing the grass, putting together three different swings. I fixed my oldest kid's rollerblades by drilling out the rivets and putting in new straps, and then changed the tire on the youngest kid's bicycle. And I tweeted a selfie, yes. So your first poet of the slam, please make a lot of noise for Letitia Lachey. Keep it going! I got this, motherfucker. Go away. Go away. Every time. It's like high school. Somebody's penis. Because I'm four, I was four foot nine. So. Oh, wait. How did. Bust down They call me Miss Naive, Miss Naive, so trusting of everybody and anybody. They call me Miss Naive, I'm still naive. I put trust in all those that got me that never really had me. See, motherfuckers think I'm sweet. Motherfuckers think I'm sweet. I can take you to the candy shop. Sweet tooths crave my bubble yum. I wink at a woman, ask her how her tootsie rolls. See, I don't do sneaky links, I accumulate nutty buddies. Tongue made of Laffy Taffy stretching to all four corners of her thighs because I love the taste of fruit gushers. But see, niggas think I'm sweet. Too sweet that they speak me out. Too good. I'm too good. Overqualified. Too overqualified to be a lover. Too, too overqualified to be a friend. See, I'll go to infinity and beyond. Buzzing through light years because I said I'll be there no matter what. The place or time only to show up to black holes. Everyone keeps telling me how much goodness and love and kindness I deserve, but everyone keeps refusing to give it. I'm too sweet. So I'm consumed in small bites until I become too rich for your taste buds and you grab a napkin to wipe my presence away. Swish water in your mouth to wince away my memories. I'm too trusting. Too loving because I refuse to live like an inmate looking over my shoulder, refusing to make cinder blocks out of cynical thoughts, refusing to stay locked in a cell of suspicion. Call me Mr. Naive. Call me Miss Naive. Better yet, 
the Candyman. Say my name the first time and I will appear because I always show up, always so sweet, always soft and chewy, gentle with your feelings, gentle with your boundaries, always putting the customer first. So please, if you have any complaints, you can always tell me I'm open to uncomfortable conversations because I am a company that cares, open to new ways to improve your experience because you matter, you matter, you. But be careful of me. Careful, honey. I'm made of organic ingredients like love, kindness, and light. You can't spit me out for later and then put me back because my love turns acidic. Diabetics have night terrors about me. Brown sugar skin with a bitter tongue bite me too hard and your mouth will turn tart. I will discontinue this flavor. I will shut down your shop because like honey, I can't go bad, but I will darken. The sweet will turn flavorless. You'll say I'm being a bit harsh. No, I'm just hard to swallow now. Sour are just the new boundaries I've added into the mix. It's not that I'm too sweet. It's just your palate is basic. Needs to do some healing. So I'll continue to be sweet. I'll keep adding more sugar. And if you decide to taste me, make sure your flavor profile is up to par. Because now they feel a bitch like me. Because the bitch I be. I told you to be careful of me, careful of me, honey. See, if you can't fuck with me, be real with me. You better be careful with me, careful, honey. I have a podcast. It's yes, it's I was about to ask you to do that. Thank you. It's called, the, it's called Pros and Ex-Cons. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E because it's a literary term because it's a play on words with a play on words. And it's fucking fire. It is. It's a great podcast. Y'all should check it out. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure Letitia Lachey. All right, judges. When you got a score, hold it up. I got a one. A two. Oh, three. All right. I like you. I like you as a judge. Love it. All right. From low to high, we have, we have an 8.3. A couple of, like, wow. Like, 8.3. Couple of asthmatic cows. We don't know. I think that's okay. And two tens. Keep the applause going. Next poet in the first round of the slam, it's Aaron MJ. Keep it going, Aaron MJ. Uh, another untitled, some more untitled shit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, of course you look so good in my flannel, but I need you to undo the buttons a little faster. <laughs> you know I will never stop wanting your skin elusive, wondrous, and mysterious like moonlight shimmering on a picturesque scene. And you also know that being wanted is so much more pleasurable than being needed. Slowly, let your hair tie and bra, uh, bra face the beginning of the end. Please tip your chin down and look up at me with those eyes. Why is it that innocence in the wrong place feels so right? 
I beg you to wrap those legs, those rose vines around me, and I will pick every part of you, and I'll bring them to my nose, and I'll take it all in. And my eyes will close at the high I get. Shrug that shirt off and come here. <laughs> Aaron getting all forceful over here. Take that shit. Get over here. <laughs> Still, the best video game movies, the original Mortal Kombat and this most recent one they did. Just wonderful video game movies. What you can't say about video games movies very often, God knows you cannot say them about any Street Fighter. Clearly, you've never seen the original Super Mario Brothers movie. Fuck you. <laughs> Not only did I see it, I went to the theater to see that shit and owned it on VHS. It sounds like your life's been a series of mistakes. <laughs> Got it as a Christmas present from my, uh, from my late grandmother. She thought, you know, oh, he loves Nintendo. Let me get him this movie. Sorry. I had to watch it again to, like... Here, I'm using the gift you gave me. All right, Aaron's score. If you've never seen the Super Mario Brothers movie, don't. Don't. No, there's no level of drunk that makes that an enjoyable movie, okay? There is no level of drunk. That's alcohol poisoning. It's bad. Just, just Google the trailer and, oh, so bad. Huh? All right, from low to high, we have a seven. A 7.5. And a 7.5 for Aaron NJ. Applaud the poet. All right, next poet up. Please give a huge round of applause. He was your host for the first half. It's Jonathan. Come on, folks. He's been talking to the cigarette machine all night, making deals with death, trying to recapture that teenage sense of cool. It used to come easy. Even in his mid-twenties, a cake stand smile and a joke were enough to get by. Still going to college parties, let's say it's cool since he brings the beer. Learned the Greek alphabet in a frat house basement. Woke up in his thirties, late for work, Missed the big meeting, calls his parents to borrow money again. Rent's due. Girlfriend won't return his calls. Sobriety brings shaky hands that can't balance society. He's been talking to the cigarette machine all night. Sees reflections of his former glory in the glass. Varsity wide receiver. Blew his knee out. Smoked a little weed from time to time. Drug dogs caught on during a parking lot sweep. Two weeks before graduation. The cigarette machine talks back, asks for payment, never gives him the right change. I realized by my reaction during that last, after that, that last poem from Ken that um, 
were probably demonetized from YouTube. <laughs> Good. Oh, please. You know what? It's funny. I did, uh, no, actually, you know, oddly, the amount that we curse in the show has yet to demonetize us. Not that we actually make any money from YouTube. I don't, don't even think I have us monetized. So I don't think even you can until you get a certain amount of... I believe you have to have at least 1,000 subscribers. At least 1,000 subscribers? Okay. Huh? What? 89? I think it's 89. Some, you know, some upper 80s. So it's last time I checked. I, I will actually find out tomorrow as I'm uploading uploading this tomorrow, so. All right. So, from low to high for Jonathan, we have a seven. We have 7.8 and a 9.5 for Jonathan. Apply the poet. That is a 24.3 for Jonathan. And give me a little more applause. Come on, let me know you're alive. I know it's hot, but come on, you can do it. Keep the applause going for Brave Nate. This poem is titled, uh, 8 a.m. in Huber Heights. He wants to do right by her and show her a different way. She's been spurred time and time again, but he's convinced that he can show her a different day. He's a decent man who has a decent job, who makes decent pay and works decent hours. He's on the romantic stuff, walks in the parks, hand holding hands, public display of affection, and even taking showers. He can be the best that she's ever had. He'll do whatever it takes please her and her kids, he'll break his back and his neck. But she don't want him. Her dumb ass is still in love with her ex. She still wants to, she still wants the man that don't want a job and all he does is smoke trees. He's a dog that keeps fleas and keeps giving her STDs. They've been together a few years and their situation is getting worse. But her dumb ass don't want the blessing. She's accustomed to the curse. All they do is fight all day and night. Neither one of them is a good example. And it's like she's the easiest person. It's not like she's the easiest person to get along with because even outside of him, she's a handful. She ain't got a job either, so she's living off of, off of handouts. The man that wants her right now compared to her last few jokers is a complete standout. Here she has a chance to finally be happy and be a good man's wife, but she can't let her past go. She still wants to be with a man who ain't sure that he wants her in his life. This story is all too common. Good men come across this way too often. Some of these females got hard-headed heads that should have been got softened. He could, how could you choose a man that refuses you? How you, can you reject a man that shows you love and kindness over a man that abuses you? You repping him all day, on, all day long on Facebook. I mean, you riding his stick. You've been lying about how good he treats you and ain't nobody seen not one, and ain't nobody seen a single pick. He splits time with you equally while he does chills with uh, his next chick. Oh, I love him so much. I'm chilling with my boo. Snuggle time with babe. This is the dumb shit that you, be, that you say, but smart people know that you are lying. On Facebook, you do a lot of front, but off Facebook, you do a lot of crying. He's only around for you, and he could care less about your kids. And the pics that we do see of y'all, he's not smiling nowhere nearly as hard as you is. The boy is poison. The boy is venom. Y'all have about 30 pictures of y'all, and he looks like he ain't even happy in none of them. 
He's using you for sex, money, and place to stay. He's using you for sex, money, and a place to stay. That's the harsh reality. I'm just keeping it real. Somebody had to say it, so please don't be mad at me. Most of he tells you you can't believe him. I just gave you some real facts, but I know that you won't receive them. By any, mean, by any dreams you got with him, you won't be able to achieve them. You call your friends and talk, and y'all probably, but they're tired of you and don't want to pick up the phone. They know you won't listen to any good advice. It seems like you like being mistreated. Either that or you just hate being alone. If being single sucks, then being a single while in a relationship could be too much better. I started to write only a couple of paragraphs about this subject, but it turned out to be such a much-needed, tough love letter. Thank you. Keep it going for Brave Nate. We're going to let him save his voice. I'm going to plug his show. He's got an open mic on Friday night. What? Huh? May 27th. Okay, so not this Friday, a couple Fridays. So over at OKD's. So, all right. I got one score. I got two scores. Okay. So, from low to high for Brave Nate, we have a 7, a 7.9, and a 10 for Brave Nate. Come on. We got a motherfucking 10 in like six poets. Give it up, man. I know, it's a little warm in here, isn't it? A little toasty. All right, two poets left in the first round. Then we go knocking it down to four poets. By the way, the winner tonight takes home $50 cash. Not, not like digital money that you have to now claim on your taxes. Fucking cash. Then you're like, what money? I didn't get no damn money. I didn't get no damn money. What the hell are you talking about? Go away. Second place gets free admission to the next show. Third place gets a warm hug. From me. Feature-wise, coming up in the near future, features-wise, we have... Um, I believe Y. Y on his farewell tour. I don't know if y'all know Y is moving. Y is moving away to uh, North Carolina? Yes, yes. Yeah, so we're giving him a goodbye show. Um, so that's going to be really intense and a little emotional. And also, we are partnering up with Central State University coming up in September, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, it's September, um, the English department there at Central State University, it, they're just bringing in a little poet. We're helping doing some cross-promotion. It's going to be fun. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. His name is Hanifa Durkeeb. So, yes. Yeah. New York Times bestseller. Amazing when Uncle Hanif comes into town. Native so, Ohioan. Huh? Native Ohioan. Native Ohioan from the great city of Seabus. Most down-to-earth dude you'll ever find. Fucking meat in your life. Oh, absolutely. Except for maybe Scott Woods. That's true. Like, yeah. All right. Two poets left in the first round. Let's keep it going. Please give a huge round of applause to Cat. Come on, keep it going. He 
said he likes my poetry, said one day he hopes I'd write about us, and my heart turned to mush. I always desired someone who loved my fire and wanted them to love it as much as me. See, this art is a part of who I am, and the utensil I use is an extension of my hand, the sixth finger, you might say. But this deformity, it belongs to me and will never go away. I feed off energy, I thirst off vibes, I smoke this love until I'm fucking high and I grow. Like a sponge, I absorb all of life's curiosity, positivity, trauma, and neglect, and shape my experiences into words on a page of reflection, of diction, of metaphors of imagery, phrases that only belong to me. And 26 letters tell my story. Stanza after stanza, line after line, you will receive this memoir of mine, and I hope you read it and believe it. Like the air around you, I hope you breathe it. Like the attic craves the needle, I hope you crave it and need it. And I hope you absorb it like a sponge. So go ahead, absorb this story of mine told by 26 letters, stanza after stanza, line after line. Thank you. All right. I'm afraid I can't wait to read all the other stuff written on these whiteboards later. All right. For Cat from low to high, we have an eight, a nine, and a 9.2 for Cat. Applaud the poet. Twenty-six. That's a 26.2. Applaud the poet. Last poet of the first round. Then we're going to knock it down to four poets. Please give a huge round of applause to Aisha. Keep it going. Hello. Hi. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, this is untitled shit. Redlining meets gentrification in the middle of a black ghetto. One stands to uproot entire neighborhoods, the other exists to deny. One thing they have in common, serving black people empty plates. There's hope being prepared in the kitchen, but they'd rather you starve. Redlining meets gentrification in the middle of a black ghetto, deciding on, dare I say, another coffee shop. Dare I say food desert? My mother has been here longer than Kroger, maybe not the Save-A-Lot or liquor store, and yes, People's Market does carry the lemons, but maybe not the scallions, nothing too on-brand. Refusal to pour into a community ensures its downfall, whole blocks emptied, a reminder that skeletal foundations are all we are worthy of. Black people always the sacrificially starved. Black people always up for debate. Redlining walks into a coffee shop, orders a coffee, black, pours in creamer, doesn't realize that black coffee is fine on its own, but without the foundation of the black coffee, the creamer would serve no purpose. Thank you. <laughs> I just gotta shut the fuck up from, from Letitia. 
shit? No. Right. All right, from low to high for Laisha, who is also the co-host of Goodreads Better Friends. I, I was in, let me say it. All right, for Aisha, we have an 8.5, a 9.1, and a 10. Shit, I have to do math and shit. That is a 26.6 for Aisha. Applaud the Bowen. That means going into the second round in this order is Letitia Lachey. It is Aisha. It is Kat. And it is Brave Nate. So, big round of applause to everybody in the first round of the slam. Come on. Six more poems of freedom. Here we go, right into the next round. Please give a huge round of applause. Up next is Letitia Lachey. And I gotta get this goddamn mic right. I don't want to look in the mirror today. I don't want to see my eyes swallow, uh, swelled up from crying over and over and over again. I don't want to speak today. I don't want to hear my throat and tongue struggling with exhaustion from constantly opening and closing my mouth because my sobs can't make up their mind. I don't want to touch my face anymore. My fingers are cold and pruning from all the tears I've wiped off all day. I don't want to be alone today. My thoughts make bad com companions on a sunny day that feels like storms. I don't want to hear me anymore. The sounds of my cries shattering my eardrums like broken glass, causing my ears to bleed sorrow. I don't want to wake up today. No, I don't want to die, but I don't want to live this particular life at the moment. I want to stay buried six feet deep under blankets and blankness. I don't want to move today. My body aches from carrying all of the world and my burnings, calling on Atlas because my shoulder cuff is whipping tendons and tissue from the heaviness of having to wake up and do this again and causing my lungs to collapse. I don't want anybody to care about me today. I don't want to pretend that I'm fine when I'm not, but don't tell anyone because I believe I'm a burden, even though I'm the shoulder that everyone cries on and now I suffer in silence because I'm too worried that my screams may be too loud for other people's ears. I don't want to feel good vibes today. I don't want to feel good. I, want, I don't want my pain to wander away alone. I must feel it and talk to it. I must sit it down and understand it. I don't want to forget today. I don't want to give up today. I want to lay down and feel how I'm feeling. I want to get up and take a shower and cry about it until my fingers shrivel up and I'm repent, repeating myself over and over and over that I'm okay and I did my best. I don't want to lie today. 
I want to scream, I am not okay as loud as I can till I can feel, finally hear my inner child crying out for help. And this time, I don't ignore it. I don't want to listen to, my, to me suffering anymore. I don't want to watch the flames swallow my baby whole. Yes, my baby, because Letitia, I love you, and now it's my turn to take care of you. I don't want to ignore my boundaries anymore. I don't want to forget my needs anymore. I don't want to talk down to me anymore. I want to be hard. I don't want to be hard on myself anymore. I don't want to allow myself to suffer anymore. I want to heal. What I want is to not pick up something that will allow me to ignore the pain. What I want to do is acknowledge my feelings. What I want is to want and not need. What I want is to love myself instead of trying to love me. Oh, sorry. What I want to love is myself instead of myself trying to love me. I don't know if I can do all that in an hour but feeling is a good start. God damn it. God damn. I can't get this hat too close to that mic. This is like, you know, from Disney. I don't want it to burn up. So, I hope not. All right. By the way, we are combining scores from each round as we go on. Low to high for Letitia Lachey, because you got to say both names with the right emphasis. It's a 9.3 and two tens. Give it up. That's a 29.3 added to the 28.3. That is a 57.6 for Letitia. Applaud the poet. Keep the applause going from the same table. It's Aisha. No, no Scooby-Doo shoes today? No. Like, no. Stop. <laughs> um, this is also untitled. <laughs> we are all three standing on a balcony that no longer exists. And it's like we no longer exist. This version of us no longer exists. Two of us are wearing clothes that will decorate the back of our closets for nearly a year. We sit on the balcony, one of our arms outstretched, smiles placed ignorantly. When we see the picture, we are transported to a memory that made us move our entryway tables in front of the door while we slept. I kept my blinds shut tight. I stayed up afraid that eight miles wasn't enough distance. Can bullets fly across eight miles? I convinced myself year after year that I'm okay. I mean, I did survive. We are standing on this balcony ready. The night is an old lover. We've called it to free ourselves. We disappeared into smiles and matte wine-colored lip stain, fishnets, confessions, slipped into a parallel universe at 12.55 a.m. At approximately 1.04 a.m., we are careening our necks over a balcony that no longer exists to see fireworks. 
You truly can see everything from here. People don't usually run from fireworks. We are all three standing on a balcony smiling. We were smiling. We no longer exist as three, even though we all made it out, we are still there. For every moment of realism, we are allowed to be reborn. Thank you. So we've been putting these shows up in their entirety, uh, unless a poet says, hey, no, I don't want on there, on, on YouTube, uh, on our YouTube page, Dayton Poetry Slam, on YouTube. So if you would like to relive the show, please pop over to our YouTube page. It's just Dayton Poetry Slam on YouTube. Um, and as always, we're looking for folks to help out. If you are so inclined to help out, we need some people to help design some flyers here and there. Um, so we have some to rotate around with, um, just kind of anything you'd like to do. If you'd like to host some of the open mic, we're more than welcome to start letting other people host some of the open mic. Um, cause Quiet Storm is, uh, Quiet Storm's not gone, she's just taking a little time off. I believe it's called a sabbatical. Yes, that's a good phrase, thank you. That's that is what word, Quiet, Quiet Storm's yes. on a sabbatical. So, we just need a hand, as always. So, all right, from low to high, we have, for Aisha, an eight, a nine, and another nine for Aisha, apply the poet. That's a 26 even, and then add that to the 26.6. From earlier, that is a 52.6 for Aisha. Applaud the poet, come on. The points are not the points, the point is poetry. Keep it going, though. Your next poet up is Cat. Give it up for Cat, folks. Come on. I wanted this to work out, but this ain't a gym membership. Tell me why I just learned that we're in an open relationship. That's funny seeing how I didn't know. The message must have gotten lost in translationally. There was no communication and I wasn't allowed to talk to the plug. But if I would have known we were in an open relationship, I would have already been fucking the plug. But you're not ready for that conversation because you mad you got caught. You want to be mad at everybody but you when you're the problem in the equation and now you're my ex and I'm asking why me falling asleep equals you seeking elsewhere for attention and your lies just seem to multiply. But that's right, you want me to believe two plus two equals five? You wanted to control me. You wanted me to believe I was crazy because you were afraid I'd do to you what you were doing to me. But I was faithful. From the first time I laid eyes on you, the whole time I had eyes for only you, I didn't think I could get any more happy. And you broke down my walls of trust issues only to build them back higher and cage me deeper into anxiety. But I won't default back to the destructive ways of my past, like being as toxic as future. I won't deconstruct myself by breaking myself down to bits because I am complete with or without you. But I was completely faithful during my time with you. And that, that's what breaks me. You can't say the same. Thank you. While Lincoln resets his phone, give it up one more time, y'all, for Cat! 
Yeah, don't hold the mic down like that. Exactly. A little too close to the power supply. All right. Damn, cat. Remind me not to piss you off. All right, from low to high. Kat, real quick, do you have any stage shows coming up you want to plug? Stage shows or anything coming up you need to plug? Oh, you just perform with Brave Nate over at O'Kady's? Awesome, and Sideshow. Yeah, you'll be here, Sideshow. Fucking A. It's going to be great. All right, low to high. We have an 8.5. The golf clips. <laughs> An 8.8? How about a 9? There we go. All right. So, wow. 25, that is a 26.3 for Cat. Add that to the 26.2. And that is a 52.5. And Letitia keeps shouting, my ass is itchy because of how good that poem is. It should be higher scores. And I'm not exaggerating, that's what the fuck she just said. From that. Wow. Wow. None. We're gonna let you host, and I'm going to just be shit-faced in the back. I'm gonna, it's gonna be an Uber night for me, because... Damn. Can we turn There'll be only like two poems read the whole damn night. Can we turn Letitia hosting into a drinking game of some kind for I know, you and right? I? Like take a shot every time Letitia says pussy. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. All right, your final poet of the second round. Please give a huge round of applause to Brave Nate. Man, we go way, way, way back, right around the era of crack. I remember all kinds of shit. How could I forget? I remember you way back, way before we had Wi-Fi or the internet. I remember you four kids before all the Air Jordan shoes, before all the crazy tattoos. I remember you before you had beef. I remember you before the gold teeth. I remember you before I was Brave Nate, before you picked up weight. I remember when your hair was straight. Yeah, my memory is that great. I remember when you used to raise a lot of hell before you went to jail. I remember when we all worked at Arby's. I remember when we all worked at Taco Bell before all the felonies. I remember that time that I was depressed because of Camille and I had, to, I had all of that alcohol to drink. Remember that time we spent the night over Larry's and his feet used to stink? I remember you back when we had two pages, back when we weren't ashamed, ashamed to ride the RTA. I remember way back when, when people were, weren't afraid to admit that they were gay. I remember when you didn't used to have so much to say. Remember when we used to catch the RTA bus to the Salem Mall, the fare was 35 cents. Remember when I needed $35 to help me pay my rent? I remember you when your, I remember your first apartment. I remember my first apartment. 
I remember both of our second apartments. Back in the 90s, shit was fun. I remember way back when we used to fight with no fear of nobody pulling out a gun. I remember when we used to skip school where British, wearing British Knights was cool, when sitting on the phone with six other people was fun, when the Salem Mall was better than the Dayton one. Remember when we bought all of our starter coats from out of TNT? And remember when you first started wearing glasses because your ass couldn't see? Remember when you was a majorette in high school band? Remember when you started on the basketball team when we all thought that you was the man? Homecoming court, you got voted king. Remember that bucket you used to drive and that fake three-finger gold ring? I remember when we both got caught stealing. I remember around the time when we first learned about them crazy-ass Christmas killings. I remember when we all used to crack on each other, moms and dads. Remember them starter jackets that I had? Remember when we used to sit around lunch table at lunchtime when we all would joke? Remember how shit used to be before you started to smoke? Remember when your dad had that stroke? I remember when you used to run track. I remember when you, before you started selling crack. But you was my friend and I loved you and I never judged you. Not ever, not once did I. Remember that time when we all them dudes from Fairport Junior High tried to jump us and you were the first one to run? Yeah. That shit was fun, but it was all good though. That day we was in the wrong hood, yo. We all knew you wasn't no fighter. Now out of all of us, who would have ever thought that I would ever be one to grow up to be a writer? Thank you. Hey, it's, it's a game, that's right. All right. Obs, could you tilt that a little bit? Thanks. A one, a two, a three, a three. By the way, I know we got mad about the abortion thing. As well, we should. As well, you should protest. As well, you should make your voice heard. However, you have to do the other side of that coin and get off your ass and vote. Because at the last election, just after the, it, it was leaked, Republicans outnumbered Democrats two and a half times at the voting booth. Get off your ass and vote, or these assholes keep making all the rules. If you don't like the, if you don't like the candidate, get more support for a candidate you do like. And if there isn't a candidate you do like, we did run yes. yourself. We did. I, in all honesty, I was genuinely surprised that DeWine won. Genuinely surprised that DeWine won, and by a gigantic fucking margin. Do you have any idea how much of a relief that was for me? Because the number. Do, but of... here's the problem, though. Don't don't like make all happy shiny grandpa from DeWine. Yeah. He signed the heartbeat bill without oh, no, fucking hesitation. But keep this in mind, in, in my lifetime, and I'm pretty sure, Nate, I think you're older than me, but not by much. In our lifetimes, there's only been two Democrat governors. Two in our lifetimes. Oh no, the state's not gerrymandered at all. Get off your ass and vote. You gotta get up and do the other half. It was Ted Strickland and... Ted, Str Ted Strickland's your uncle? Seriously. I am so sorry. He got bullied out of office. Absolutely. By 
fucking John Kasich. Who it was it? NCR? NCR was gone. Like there was nothing keeping NCR. Oh my God! Don't get me started on that. Sorry. Who was it besides Ted Strickland in the '80s? I believe it was the Rockin', the Rockin' Governor. Okay. Yeah, it used he, to be Mara Dayton. Yes, Paul Leonard. Yeah. Okay. He was the other one. There was only two, and neither one of them got a second term. So, anyways, Brave Nate score from low to high. We have an eight point five, an eight point eight, and a nine. Applaud the poet. Eighteen. That is a twenty-six point three, and then add that to the twenty-six point. 24.9, and that gives Brave Nate five. That's a 51.1. Applaud the poet. Come on. Give it up for Brave Nate. That means in the finals, going head to head, it is Letitia versus Aisha. Huh? Did I just have a stroke? Letitia? In the finals, it's Letitia Lachey versus Aisha. Better? I don't know Aisha's last name off the top of my head. Alexander. Alexander. Is that better? Fuck you. But, it's the first time you have ever called me white man. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. Letitia. Letitia. You have the top score. You get to call it heads or tails. Okay, Google. Flip a coin. It is tails. Aisha, are you going first or second? You'll go second. I thought you called heads. Shit. Okay, okay. All right. Are you sure? Do you need a more? Do you need a minute? No, seriously, no, it won't. I, if I I fucked up, I'm going to make this right. Unless I'm, you know, I got to buy shots to make it right. All right. Do you want to go first or second? All right. Head to the finals. Please give a huge fucking ape shit round of applause for Letitia Lachey. I'll do this one. If I, if I lose to you, it's amazing, and it is an honor and a privilege. So I just want to read this poem. 
Holding guns are easy when they are attached to your arms. Shooting whatever's in front of me, I collect bodies like beanie babies because a cold hand is better than a cold bed. But then my gun jam, repetitive clicking, firing nothing but sounds. The girl in front of me refuses to call me a killer. She chooses not to be a victim. Holding my Berettas in her hand, the metal melts. Revealing charred fingers and gun residue palms, she opens her shirt to reveal the holes left from lovers of my past and mine. They're still bleeding. The bodies were always mine. Removed the teeth and the fingers so I couldn't be identified. She opened her blouse, exposing wounds made from her and others, some bleeding, some in the process of growing new skin, pink and meaty tissue. We confuse love with sacrifice, killing ourselves and then burying us underneath the surface. The arms wrapped around us was just the suffocating darkness of a body, suff suffocating dark flesh of a body bag. We lost ourselves, buried the bodies, unearthed them for the next weekend at Bernie's, recycling trauma and pain and anxiety and fear into a bow for the next lover. Look at me, we would say. I'm not broken. She wipes the dirt from my hair. The paleness in her cheeks turns pink, slowly, healing. Slowly, I feel something I haven't felt in a while. My heartbeat, my chest warm from her palm is healing. Slowly, suddenly I am made aware of how cold I am, how much I've been living like a corpse, like warm bodies fighting hypothermia. She let her naked hand remind me that we are warm at birth. My eyes no longer blurry, no longer cloudy, I see her. My eyes no longer blurry, I see her. Eyes looking at a soul and not a body. This is what, this is what living feels like, Letitia. Her clothes muddy from digging herself up for the last time, for the very last time. Shoes caked with dirt, flowers slowly blooming from her wounds, healing slowly. She goes to pull away, but my hands wet with tears, disguised as Wayne, warm for the first time, for the very first time, clutch gently onto hers. Wait, don't go. I wanna live. I don't wanna be cold anymore. I want to heal. She looks at me, her eyes honest, soft and kind, but honest. You dug yourself up like I did, and that was your first breath. Healing is something that has to be done on your own, and it's slow, but not as slow as rotting. But I want to do it with you. And she smiles, and a tiny dimple appears across her eyes, and they grow more alive. No, you have to do this by yourself, otherwise we're just performing autopsies on one another. I cough up pebbles and earth, and my lungs begin to fill with air, Letitia. We don't need each other to heal. We need introspection. Healing is slow, but not as slow as rotting. She kisses me on the mouth, slow and warm. Heal, Letitia, so someday we can meet in a garden and not a cemetery. I blink and she is gone, but my hands are still warm. My lungs full, and I am healing, slowly.
one poet left of the evening. I got one. I know, I didn't, I didn't hit the penultimate because I'd already fucked up my language so much by having a stroke on stage and fucking up Letitia's name. Love you too, hon. I know. Oh, thank you, sweetie. <laughs> I got two scores waiting on the third. That's okay. Our next show is... Jonathan, when's, what's the date of our next show? Our next show will be taking place on the first Sunday in July. June. June. June, It's only fucking May. It feels like June outside. It's Justin Timberlake's month, goddammit. That's true. The first Sunday in June is June 5th. June 5th. Okay, that's our next show. It's June 5th. It's an open mic. Come get your shit out. So, Letitia's score from low to high is a 9.2. A 9.5. I'm sorry, 9.29 and a 9.5 for Letitia. Fly the poet. 18.27. That is a it, it, 27.7 had it not been for giant ass late penalty. You went like 352? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. We'll figure that out later. Over the time the club. I know. Uh, yes. I'll figure that out as we go, but your final poet of the night, please give it up for Aisha. Hello. This is actually titled, this is called The Letters Number Five. Okay, so technically it's not new shit, but I didn't think I was gonna make it this far and it's my newest poem, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, (laughs) you said one of the judges is gone? There she is. All right, I'm gonna start. (laughs) On my 12th birthday, You came over with a heart-shaped pillow, a pink diary, and a pen with a feather tip. Never worked, and I'm not a fan of the color pink. I stopped writing in diaries after I caught mom reading it. You slipped up and said I was 14, and I still loved you more. We packed our bags and begged to stay with you for a week, which always turned to two. I talk about you to no one. Hey, Dad, blink if you like any of these colors. Blue, green, chartreuse. Sapphire, which I always thought was pink, but I guess is light blue. I broke down in my living room nearly six years to the day. I didn't know your favorite color, and it follows me around. Red, maybe? I will always be haunted by what I know and what I don't. When Uncle Jimmy died, that was the first time I saw you soften. Did you know I adopted this? I wish you wouldn't have said all those things about Mom at that Thanksgiving. Then the year before you died would have meant more. I blame you for never growing up. I have to remain self-aware to walk around your footprints, creating apologies in me for things I haven't even done yet. I remember nothing before 2014 on purpose, always a child in a corner. 
Always hiding from my ghosts and my vacancies, I fell in love with a boy like you. Promised myself that it would never happen again. You convinced everyone that mom kept us from you. She cried after you died when she thought we'd resent her for it. I've never felt motherless. But dad, I do recall not knowing your favorite color, purple maybe? Did you ever listen to a song until it had no meaning? Hey dad, what's your favorite song? I want to remember something before 2014. Once, after I moved on my own, I, spell, I, I smelled your beer. Bud Light, right? I thought it tasted like cigarette ash water and you thought it was funny anyway. I smelled beer and incense. I don't know what scent you had, but it hung in the walls long after burning out. I recall you drenching yourself in cologne to cover the weed smell. Hey, Dad, I just know I got a lot of myself from you. I wish I could pull them out, line them up, and put you together. I wish I knew your favorite color. Or if you liked when the moon looks like you can grab it out of the sky, did you ever look up? I always look up and wonder if your favorite color is that time when the sun is setting and the sky looks reddish orange. Hey, Dad, my favorite color is green. What's yours? Thank you. So, Letitia's score, Letitia lost two points from late penalties, so that gives Letitia 25.2, total score of 82.8 for Letitia. All right. So remember, oh, um, Jonathan, do you, is the key over there in the cash box? The key for the cash box. Nope, I got it on me. I'll get the money here in a minute. All right. So, all right. Remember, winner gets 50 bucks. Second place gets free admission to the next show. Cat, if you want one, hug. Awesome. I love giving hugs. I'm, I'm a hugger. What can I say? I hug everybody. All right, from low to high, we have a nine. A 9.5 and a 9.7 for Aisha. Applaud the poet. That is, ironically, a 27.2. Hold on. Did I fuck up at math? Is that actually ironic Seven. or is that Atlantis more set? Hold ironic? on, hold on. Hold on. No, I just realized I fucked up Aisha's score or uh, Letitia's score. Hold on. Not by much. It's still 82, but it's, no, it's 83. I'm sorry, so it's 83.3. So Letitia's an 83.3. So Aisha has a, set, a 27.2. Math is hard. Plus 52.6. That is an eight. That is a nine. And that is a seven. So. My math right? Yes. So, with a final score of 83.3, your winner tonight is Letitia Lachey. What? Oh, 50 bucks, that may not be enough. All right. All right, folks, give yourselves a round of applause. 
Give it up to Yellow Cab and Lou behind the bar. Well, folks, that's going to... Hold on. There we go. That's going to do it for us tonight here at the Dayton Poetry Slam podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again in approximately two weeks where we'll be branching into June of 2022 and keep the shows going on. Again, just a reminder that all poetic rights and all publishing rights of these poems are the poets unless otherwise noted. All rights reserved. Copyright 2023. Dayton Poetry Slam. Check out our website, DaytonPoetrySlam.com. Look us up on all social media and check us out on YouTube. Also, there's a shop in the DaytonPoetrySlam.com. I'm Link. Don't do anything I would. If you do, hold out for six mil in a helicopter. See you later.